Shop this week. This is the, uh, the the sports department of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We are uh, got uh, we're, we're a little shorthanded today. Uh, Rick Fires is on the disabled list. Got little, got the sniffles now. You know Paul Boyd came to work with a broken leg, a broken arm, and two broken collarbones. But uh, but Ricky's out with the sniffles today. So hey, I drag my I drag my poor old <laughs> tired body up these steps, man. Uh, we're just giving Rick a hard time. Rick's a little down uh, down in the, down uh, in the weather. Uh, I think a little maybe all of us are kind of. I know I'm hacking up and, and coughing yeah. stuff, and, and everybody else says, I don't know if it's the weather or the maybe it's the, I don't know if it's allergies or what it is. But, I like uh, the change. Yeah. We, we go from I'm going six, through the change. Six, yeah, go, well, we go from 60 to 20. Exactly, exactly. So it's got me coughing up stuff, but I'm here today. I'm here today. I'm taking it for the team. I'm, I'm, I've got to drink my orange juice, and I'm ready to go. How about you, Henry? You ready to roll? I'm about as ready as I'll ever be. So there let's you get go. going. There you go. So we got. To, we are now down to the really interesting and important part of the basketball season. Now this is this is a fun time of the year for us because we got basketball season, which is coming down to the uh, coming down to conference tournaments for the smaller schools and then regionals and and then all the schools will be going to states. So we've got that going on, and then also spring sports here in just a couple of weeks. And we flipped that calendar. We're now into February. And I know it's 60. Well, today would be a great day for baseball games, it's, uh, especially if the wind's blowing out. You maybe, might, might could even get one to the fence today, maybe. I might. If I could get it, in the, I'd have to get it up in that jet stream. Right? Yeah. Um, so we've got, got some wind. But, uh, but in a few weeks, uh, baseball, softball, soccer, and all that will get going, and that will be right, uh, right at the end of the basketball season with the big tournament time. So it's about to get really busy up in here, as they would say. As if it hasn't already got busy for exactly. us, you know, between you have basketball, in case of Paul Boyd, wrestling. Uh, I've been doing track for the last two Saturdays. We've got swimming going on. So, uh, needless to say, we don't get bored. Oh, and by the way, tomorrow being Wednesday, I'm not sure what time this is going to hear this today, but Wednesday is National Signing Day 2 um, for for, uh, for at- student-athletes who are signing letters of intent. Uh, you know, for those of you who don't keep up with, with uh, signing and recruiting, and I can't blame you for that because, you know, nobody, you know, it's – it's uh, something, but anyway, uh, there's now two signing days. Uh, started last year. There's a signing day in December, uh, primarily for football. But there's a signing day in December, of course. Then the the uh, the always been the first Wednesday in February has been you know the the official signing day for for uh, for football and whatever. So uh, we have that this week too. Got quite a few kids uh, in the region who are signing letters of intent. And uh, congratulations to all of those uh, student athletes. Uh, this is you know culmination of a lot of hard work and. And uh, everything for them. So, congrats to them. We'll we'll uh, talk more about that next week after we uh, after they put their names on the dotted line, so to speak. Of course, nowadays that really doesn't mean that much because now you can sign, and then if you don't like it, you can go to another school, and it's uh, just kind of a crazy it's a crazy world we live in out there. You know, I've always teased on this part that uh, when student athletes make their verbal commitment, oh, I'm committed. I said, folks, you're dealing with a 17, 18, 19 year old, and I said. Three-quarters of them can't even tell you what they want for breakfast in the morning, much less where they're going to go to college. Or if they're even going to get up for breakfast, because breakfast then might be at 2 o'clock. Who knows? <laughs> so before we get into all that, we'll talk about a little basketball. So Henry got some 6A West action going on this week, got some big games going on. Um, but it looks like, again, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, Bentonville, Fayetteville, I can't see anybody stopping those two trains on the girls' side or the boys' side. Well, right now, I'm looking here at the standings and the boys. There is 
a unique separation that I've noticed. Now you have Fayetteville at eight and zero going into tonight's game against Rogers. You have Bentonville at seven and one, Rogers at six and two, and then all of a sudden, boom! Everybody is three and five or below. And uh, spoke briefly with Greg White, and he's already at one and seven. He said tonight may be our do or die game with he, seven losses. They, they they still could get in. Yeah, because only you know top six out of eight get in, so there was only two left out. But West and Van Buren sitting there at one and seven. But he said this may be a do or die game for us tonight because they're playing Springdale. Well, it's uh, I tell you what, and on, and on the boys' side, you're right. There are there. Are, there are two really good teams, Rogers, next level team, and then after that it does take a drop. What about on the girls' side? It's kind of kind of the same thing, isn't it? Almost. There's uh, you have Fayetteville at eight and zero, Bentonville at seven one. Then there's a little drop there because you have Rogers at five and three, Springdale at four and four. Then you have Van Buren and Bentonville West at three and five, Springdale Harbor, Rogers Heritage at one and seven. So uh, Harbor and Heritage needs to pick it up or come. That last week in February, they'll be on the outside looking in. Paul, how about those Rogers Heritage girls? Got them a big win Friday night. A, it was it was huge, huge win for those guys. I mean, they've they've struggled mightily for for a while, and and just to really congratulations to Scott Moore and and his, and his staff, uh, doing a great job there, working really hard. Uh, yeah, it was a, a really really big win, and and again. Uh, they turn right in, turn right around, and play a, a Harbor team. They both, both those teams have one conference win. I mean, they they want to, you know. I, I talked to him, you know, briefly yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, we're we're we want to turn one into two. Wow. Well, uh, and then you know, we talked about this last week. Rogers had a big game down at Van Buren. That was a big game for both teams. You know, Van Buren has been really up and down. Uh, they have been the epitome of inconsistency. Ten, ten, and ten going into that game, and three and four in the conference. And had a chance to get a get a win there, but Rogers said, uh, "No, not so fast." We uh, Rogers went down there and got a a big big road win Friday. Uh, it was it was huge, really, uh, and uh, got a big game from uh, from their point guard London Hatch, and uh, really uh, a uh, got got a kid back from injury, Nadia Cates. Uh, she's a freshman. Uh, was was looking at. You know, seeing significant minutes early in the season, uh, played the benefit game, and I, I think played maybe one other game and hurt her knee. Uh, had to have some some surgery, and and was back. That was her first game back this year, uh, and was double digits. So 12, 13 from her. I think they had a couple others in doubles and had had to uh, battle to win in overtime. Now Friday was my chance, Henry, uh, first chance I had gotten to see Bentonville girls play. Bentonville boys and girls both play, but on the girls' side. I was very impressed with Bentonville. They've got a lot of really long, athletic girls on their team that can cause, you know, they'll cause teams trouble in this state tournament. Oh, almost definitely. Of course, when you think long and tall, immediately Miriam Dada comes to mind at six foot four. But you have an Avery Hughes that, uh, you know, she played Friday night at basketball turnaround Saturday. She was over at the state indoor track meet doing the high jump and her long jump and hurdles. Uh, getting that all taken care of. Uh, and they also have some other good pieces when you have Emily Sanders, Natalie Smith, um, and some other names that's kind of skipped my mind right yeah, now. Really, I, was, I was impressed with them. Not, not, I was really impressed with their balance. Um, now, Dowda is 6'4", and she's, you know, obviously she's a, a big presence inside. She got in early foul trouble um, the other night, picked up her third foul early in the second quarter, so she set a lot. Uh, but she still ended up with 10 points. 
Hughes had 10 points, had another player with 10 points, had another player with 9 points. So, you know, you look, that's, that's 40 points right there among four players. You know, you get two or three other points from other players, and all of a sudden you're in the 55-60 range. You're going to win those games most of the time. And that's I think, is what impressed me most about Bentonville is it seemed like they have a bunch of players who can get you some, you know, get you some points. Yeah, and if one goes cold, well, hey, one can take up the slack. So, and and that's the way they play. It, it's always been that way, and they can get up in the 60s. I even one game this year they've scored in the 70s. So well, they're 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 definitely going to be a team. Uh, you know, we knew that. That's just first chance I'd had a chance to see. First time I'd had a chance to see them play, and uh, was was really impressed with how athletic they were. On the boys' side, I was equally impressed. With, with Bentonville, but I tell you what, Paul, the hard luck award this year in boys basketball, I think, has to go to Scott Boland in Harbor. They have played, they've played Fayetteville tough. They played Bentonville a close game, a four-point four game. Fayetteville, three, I think, a three-point game. They just, you know, they've been close, but uh, just, you know, just they, when they've had a chance to, you know, to take a lead late in the game or whatever, they've, you know, it's just been kind of, you know, couldn't quite get up, can't quite get over that hump. Well, and you're right. The one the one time previous I saw them was against Rogers, and it was the same type of game, nip and tuck, nip and tuck, and uh, and then the the Buchanan kid picks up his fourth foul, and that was kind of the straw that broke their back because uh, Rogers went on a little run then and kind of got a little separation. But yeah, up you know up until then it's just like just a one point one possession ball game all the way around. Yeah, you know, we talked about this a little bit while ago about the Arkansas women's team. It looks like Har- Harbor's like one player short of being, you know, being, you know, probably a, a two or three seed in this conference. Up in that top le- yeah, upper echelon. Right, because you got Buchanan that's going to get you. He can get you 25 in a game. He can't. He had he had 13 or 14 in the fourth quarter the other night against Bentonville. Well, and Jenkins has got some range, right? And Jenkins has range, so you you forget about him for a second and he's, you know, he's he's dropping three-pointers on you from, you know, just inside a half court. So he, you know, he can get you 20 a game. Cole Bishop has been a nice little shooter for them, um, and so he got. I think he had three threes of the night, had nine, or that that'd be about what you know. That that's a nice contribution there. But they're missing that fourth, that fourth contributor. And I don't know, you know, I, I know that Scott's. If that player was there, Scott would be playing him. Um, and so that's kind of what they're missing is that is that is that fourth option. And um, that would that would put them. There's no doubt that would put them over the hump. Well, and I, and I get to see them tonight. And them and Rogers Heritage both, I believe, both three and five in the league. So big game either way for those guys. Uh, Rogers uh, Heritage got off the deck the other night, put together a nice 15-0 run to uh, to rally and beat Springdale. So to start the the second half, so big win for them. Big, very big much win. so. And Springdale's kind of kind of hit a hit a big time, uh, you know, roadblock or, or speed bump or whatever you want to call it. You know, they were a team I was really impressed with early on, but but they definitely have been struggling of late. So that's the six A West. How about the six A Central, Henry? Taking a look over there. Of course, Northside girls are leading, but they got a big one with Conway coming up. Uh, yeah, that's coming up. But first, Conway is playing North Little Rock tonight. So in in the girls, you have Northside leading the way at eight zero, but there's. Conway at seven and one, and North Little Rock at six and two, and then just like the six A West boys, this one starts bottoming out. You have Bryant, Cabot, Little Rock Central, all at three and five, and then Mount St. Mary at two and six. Uh, Mount St. Mary got their second win and upset Cabot in uh, a thirty to twenty-eight game. Wow, that's uh, 
I kind of set basketball yeah. back yeah. a little bit. Uh, it, it wasn't Prairie Grove and uh, who was it they played the other night? 22-21, P. Ridge, 22-21. But, yeah. 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 And then on the boys' side, you had this one. Cabot 31, Little Rock Catholic 29 in overtime. Just That's uh, in overtime. That's f- five it, quarters of basketball there, yeah. or four and a half quarters yeah. of basketball. And, and uh, I get a report the other night when uh, – on a game from Deer in the New School, and their fourth quarter scoring was 34-28. I love that. I, I can't love that enough. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I got treated to this uh, because uh, Coach Elvis Middleton sent me a note. He says, I, and I'm suspecting this is his son, Keegan Middleton, who is a uh, ninth grader, hit eight straight three-point shots. Wow. All in the second half, and Keegan finished with 26 points. At Deer scores ninety seven points in that game. That's something else. I, I love that. That's you know. Now I only can hope that when the coach is introduced before the game, they say Elvis is in the building, not has left the building. So that that's fantastic. Now Henry, we had a big big game the other night in the four A one. Now we knew that Harrison and, and uh, Huntsville, you know, they locked up the first time, and Huntsville was able to beat them um, in a kind of an upset because you know Harrison at that time was was you know maybe undefeated in conference or whatever. And Huntsville won it. What happened when they played Friday night? You know, you always think about, you know, we go to the movie, you watch a great movie, and then they make a sequel, and they say, well, the sequel will never match the original. Folks, this one matched it and surpassed it. The first time Huntsville and Harrison played, the game went into overtime, and Huntsville won it. Well, this one went into triple overtime. Triple, that's three. Yeah. Trey. Overtimes, yeah, three overtimes, and Huntsville again wins it seventy-five to seventy. So they now have the advantage there; uh, they can win tonight, and they wrap up that number one seed from for the East Division. Now that's going to be interesting, Henry. See how they do that because you're going to have yeah Farmington, who's already had already wrapped up the the Western side um, at nine and one. They they lost the other night to Gravit, but good win for Gravit and Matt Bush, by the way. Um, but they had already wrapped up that, that side. So Huntsville's going to have wrapped up or can wrap up their side of that conference, but they have to decide who's going to be the number one seed when they go together for the conference tournament. Yeah, that's when conference tournament is next week. You know, so the way the bracket is laid out. It's going to be Grant Myrick and Bo Thompson in a, in a cage match. No, no rules, just a cage match. Lock them in the cage, and whoever can come out of it is the number one seed. Yeah. Well, the the way the conference tournament is structured, the number one seeds will get a bye to the semifinals. So it doesn't really matter who's. Yeah. So they'll be awaiting for the just whoever comes, and then uh, and that will be on Thursday of next week. The championship game will be next Saturday. Now we've talked about this in the the conference as a whole on the boys' side: Farmington, Huntsville, Harrison. Who is the fourth best team? Are you? Is it? Is it Graffit? Is it's it P Ridge. Ridge? Okay, so P Ridge would be the four. They're the. They would be the 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 fourth team in that in that conference that appear to be the best four teams that probably would go to regional. Right, but then you always have to wonder there could be there a Gravit that sneaks in, or a Berryville, or a Berryville that sneaks in. Their their point guard Zach, uh, gone blank on his last name. 
um, went over the thousand point mark uh, last week for his career. Um, I've absolutely gone blank. I know it's Zach. I've gone blank on his I think last it's Webb. Name. Zach Webb. Yes, that's him. Thank you, Henry. Um, he went over the thousand points. So Barry was capable. You know, they they that's kick and score, and they they're capable of putting some points on the board. But um, so when will that conference tournament start, Henry? It will start Monday. That's what I thought. At, okay, at next Goblin Monday. Goblin Arena in Harrison. In Harrison. Okay, so that'll be some big, big basketball there. Now, that's the boys' side. On the girls' side, we've talked about that that absolute death march of teams on that side. Yes. Yeah, when you have on the girl on the east side, Harrison's right now at 8-1. and one. Berryville's at 8-2. and two. Uh, <laughs> But Harrison has two games left. Berryville has one. One of those games is Friday night. Harrison has to play at Farmington. That'll be a tough one. But uh, Harrison does have the tiebreaker advantage right now. So, uh, if... They lose one. It's not going to hurt them that much. Over, over Berryville. Over Berryville. Okay. And that's on the on the east side. East side. On the west side, you have right now Pea Ridge and Farmington eight and two neck and neck. But according to the tiebreaker rule, the way Farmington has it right now. Oh, Farmington has the tiebreaker. Okay. Right now. Right now. But if they lose, well, then it goes to Pea Ridge. Then it goes to Pea Ridge. So uh, both these teams will have big games this week. Tonight, you have. P. Ridge playing at Huntsville, that's not going to be easy. While uh, Farmington, or not Farmington, let's see. Yeah, Farmington at Gentry. So, and then Friday night you turn around, well, P. Ridge has to host a very good gravit team. That is correct. And and then Harrison Farmington. So, this is going to go down to the wire this week. You know, I, think, I can't remember who said this. I think it might have been, it might have been Bo, not Bo, but uh, Brad, Brad Johnson said this the other night after the Gravit and uh, Farmington. You know, Gravit girls played Farmington a really good game. He said, if Gravit were in any other conference, you put them in the 4A4, they're a one or a two seed in that in, in that in another conference. There is no doubt about the 4A1 girls side. That's the toughest conference in this state. There is no doubt about that. None. And, yeah, and you just always have to sit and wonder, what would they be like if they had Callie Kildo? What would they have been like had the other girl, and I cannot think of her name, but she transfers to Oklahoma? Correct. So, it's you know, it's, it's it's things to ponder, you know, and look at, and, and uh, so in three A, uh, you know, we, there's a lot. We, there's three 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 A conferences in, in, in our coverage zone that we cover. You know, Charleston is still, you know, to me, the best three A girls team in the state. They're the defending state champions. They've lost one game this year. They're obviously, the, you know, I think will be favored again. But, you know, the Lincoln girls, and, and uh, you know, we, we've talked about them a little bit. You talk about an improved team, or they are a vastly improved team and uh, in 3A. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the only problem right now as far as hurdles, when you're looking at Charleston, they have to go to a regional at Mountain View, and Mountain View is pretty good. I don't pretty think they've lost two, law, two games this year. So you, you just never know in these regionals what's going to happen. What will a coach say, hey, I'm going to take a kid off my ninth grade team and move him up all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Or have an injury like I think, you know, wasn't not in tournament play or something like that when Kildo suffered her injury? It was, a, it was last year's state tournament. State, 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 yeah, so, semifinal, yeah. state yeah. semifinal. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, what will it transpire? What's the atmosphere going to be like when they go to their state tournament, wherever it's going to be? But Paul, how about those Boonville Bearcats? I mean, are they ever going to lose? They you just know, keep rolling. You know, they just keep it rolling. They've won 22 Two. in a row. Um, 20, one, they, they're now 23-1. and one. They blew yes. Paris out 
Friday night, not not even a close game there. So yeah. Boonville, uh, but they have had some close games. Yes, but yes. Uh, but anyway, they they're going to keep on rolling over there. Um, the Charleston boys, they you know we thought they would have a really stern test with Waldron. Well, guess what? It was a 22, 20 yeah. point something game. Charleston just dominated Waldron last Friday night. So Charleston girls, Charleston boys, both both will be you know in that conversation for you know for deep runs in the state state uh, tournament coming up. Um, 1A, we've talked about this a little bit, uh, you know, Izzard County boys, uh, Calico Rock, Alpena girls, Norfolk uh, girls, really good teams. We also uh, need to say in 3A Valley Springs boys, really, really good. So some good good basketball from 1A to 6A, you know, in this region, no doubt about it. Um, so we'll, uh, we will also have some, some – we'll talk about it more next week with conference – conference tournaments uh, that'll be starting next week and then the week after that regional then the next week after that will be state tournaments all over the place so we'll give you a little bit more uh, detail on that next week as the regular season for 4a 3a 2a and 1a comes to an end this friday night and then they get ready for conference play for 5a and 6a they've still got two more weeks of regular season play and then they'll get into state tournament now bentonville west will be hosting uh, the 6a state tournament and I think that may be the only state tournament in this area, if I'm correct about that. I think you are right because I'm sitting here pondering. I know Class 3A is in Osceola, Class 4A. My mind slips me all right now where it's going to be. I know the, the regional is for them is going to be at Moralton. Yeah. Uh, so uh, get on those yellow dogs and get ready for, for a bunch of these teams because you're going to be traveling for a yeah. while. And uh, some good basketball will be played in the state. Of course, the state championship games will all be played in Hot Springs like they have the last couple of years. That will be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the first weekend in March um, for that, I believe. Um, and so uh, be some good, some good uh, games going on down there in Hot Springs for sure. So that will wrap up this edition of The Shop. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we hope to see you uh, at a gymnasium Close. Don't, oh, also, uh, before we sign off, oh, we got, we got wrestling. We did, I was going to mention this, too. I did, I did forget this. Wrestling had the first of their big three tournaments last week was the dual state tournament. Mm-hmm. This weekend, we've got the, I guess it's the quasi-conference tournament. It's, it's, it's the Big the, West. They call it the Big, yeah, the big West Conference Tournament. But then, then we're going to, be because of some scheduling issues, We'll wait two weeks, and then the it's state, like the Super Bowl, the yeah, Super Bowl yeah, of yeah, wrestling. We'll have yes. a build up. We'll have the we'll have the build up. Yeah. Yes, yes. But uh, congratulations to the Bentonville Tigers, uh, Class Six A dual state champions. Uh, Coach Jason Adams and his group uh, won, defeated Springdale Harbor in the finals, uh, and they'll uh, they're they're going to use uh, this weekend to tune up those teams and get ready for some state tournament here in, uh, on the 22nd. So Fayetteville is hosting the Big, Big West, West tournament uh-huh. this weekend, Big West Wrestling Tournament this weekend. Then there's a one-week gap, and then, of course, the state wrestling tournament will be held at UALR uh, in Little Rock the following week after that. We'll, we will, obviously, the Northwest Arkansas will have some favorites in that. Bentonville, of course, probably drawing the favorites nod uh, to win a state championship there. Henry will be covering a little bit of swimming. This week, I think, it's conference, and but then the state swim is in a couple of weeks. Bentonville will be hosting most of the state swim and dive competition. I think the 5A state swim and dive is going to be in Russellville. Is that correct? That's correct. For the first time, they've now broken it up into three state tournaments instead of just two, and 
basically they said, hey, it's too big. We can't have all three of them here. So Russellville says, well, we'll take it. So I still think they should add the cannonball as part of the dive competition in state swim and dive, but no one's listening to me on that. How about the how about the coaches cannonball? Yeah, I how would about, love that would, too. Wouldn't that be a that would I mean, be great? Yeah. Um, let's not forget the triple Lindy. Yes, <laughs> and then Henry also covered the indoor state track and field championships last weekend over at the Randall Tyson Track Center. Henry, how did that turn out? A little different this year because again, I was always used to we had a one A to four A, one meet one boys one girl state champion 5a and 6a again no they broke it up in classes so everybody gets a trophy everybody gets a trophy and so in 6a it two very close races bentonville beats fayetteville in the boys by a margin of 116.5 to 114.5 that's close so hey the last event come down to points and was it the 1600 run or the, the 1600 like, okay. relay, the four by four? Uh, and the girls wasn't as close last year, but still close. Rogers beats Bentonville by a margin of four points. Gotcha. Now, how about the lower classification tenor? I know there were, we had quite a few teams competing for that, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. In the 5A, it was Bologna winning boys, Sylvan Hills winning the girls, which uh, Sylvan Hills has got a very good girls track team. I, I've watched them. At a state meet two years ago, and they could tear it up. Um, but we had some good local things here, I do believe. Uh, Pea Ridge Boy, no, Pea Ridge Boys were state runner up. Pea Ridge Girls won it in the class 4A. Won the state championship. Yeah, and congratulations to Cassidy Mooneyhan, who broke the class 4A girls state pole vault record. She clears 12 6. The previous record was 12 1. Okay. So Good for her. And, and the 1A2A magazine won it. Okay. Uh, girl it, side or boy side? That was the girl side. Girl I, side. Do, okay. I may be wrong on that, but I know they won one of them. In class 3A, Waldron swept both boys and girls. Well, that's fantastic. Well, that, you know, that, that it seems like the indoor state track and field meets continuing to grow a little bit, you know, each year is what it sounds like to me. And, and, uh, and that's great, and that, that leads you into the outdoor season, which will be starting up. We mentioned you know, soccer, baseball, softball, will track will also be starting up here in a few weeks. So that, uh, that indoor championship kind of leads right into that. Yeah. And, of course, we'll have some, some really, really good, good uh, teams to watch. Um, so, anyway, that does wrap up this, uh, this. I think we've covered everything as far as I know. I don't think I've left anything out. Um, so anyway, if, if we did leave anything out, blame it on Rick Fires. He's not here today, so he's the one who not only gets gets the blame, but he's got to cover every assignment that we give him. You know, all the ones we don't want to do. Rick's going to get those next week. So that's what happens. You know, when you're not here. So, so anyway, uh, Rick, hope you get to feeling better, and uh, I'm sure the uh, uh, six games you'll cover this week will, will make you feel a little bit better. So that's it for this week, and we will see you either at a track or a or a gym or a wrestling mat, or maybe we'll even. Uh, uh, do a cannonball side-by-side side, uh, into the pool. My money's on Tony Travis, by the way. If they'd let him do the cannonball, I would pay to go see that. <laughs>